I love you. Salutations, couch potatoes. Thanks for joining us. We're green and faceless on the couch. I'm the green traveler. And I'm the faceless Leon. Uh, this here is a podcast, and it's about movies. And uh, yeah. So there, there might be some spoilers ahead, but we try our best not to. Uh, at the very least, we want you to feel like, hey, I want to go see that movie after we're done talking. So we're not going to ruin it for you. Um, and also, we're probably going to mention world events because it's the world and that's what's going on. But obviously, that's not our focus. Our focus is to talk about some great films. Yeah, so we're just... We're just two boys talking movies. That's and, right. You know, occasionally our lives are gonna slip into that conversation. Occasionally. Occasionally. And, uh, this is also kinda how we catch up. So you know yeah. Yeah, it's, that, <laughs> we, it's a great tool for that. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh today we're coming at you uh it's we're still in Halloween, um, and right. by the way, we're getting close to voting season. So if you're able mm-hmm. to go out and vote, I think yes. that's important to throw Please. out there up front. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure most most states are allowing early voting. So if you're not gonna vote by mail, uh, go out and uh, vote now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're still in Halloween season. We're Sweet. still going with the Halloween spoopy threesomes. And today, we you know we, we sometimes you just need a refresher. Too much horror can. Uh, you know, struggle the mind a bit. Um, yeah, you know, we gotta struggle sleep. the mind. Yeah, too much, too much horror can struggle the mind. Yeah, I'm clearly ready for this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so too much horror can struggle the mind, and you need to, you know, break it up with a bit of humor. And sure. so we chose three sure. three horror movies that really, uh, really focus on the horror genre and try to work a laugh out of you. Oh yeah. Uh, first of which, should we name all three of them first? Yeah, let's just name all three of them. So we're gonna we're gonna be talking about Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and Evil Dead Two. Number two. Number two. We'll we'll explain why we chose number two when we get there. <laughs> I feel like most people know I, why. <laughs> most people, I've well, at the very least, people who watch Evil Dead know why. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. We're going to talk about Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale oh, versus yeah. Evil. Uh, these boys, they didn't set out to fight against no evil. They just mm. they just have a vacation home, and they're trying to fix it up. And some college kids, they come with their prejudginess and... Mm-hmm just ruin everything that is the that is the synopsis that's all you need to that say is, that really is it's directed by eli craig i don't know any other movies by eli craig Me i don't either. know if he has made any other honestly if he, um, if he hasn't this is a i mean this is a gem eli yeah he, he knocked it out of the park yeah here. uh stars alan tudyk who is masterful here yeah he's, uh, he's masterful good. everywhere like, let's be honest, he's one of the greater actors uh, that not a lot of people talk about, I don't think. Um, but when he shows yeah. up, he's amazing. Yeah, he, he can be, I think the reason, if there is a reason why people don't talk about him, it's because he 
really blends into the whatever world he's thrown into. Mm-hmm. He, this guy can be any. We're, we're talking about Duke, right? Yeah. Alan Tudyk, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ty- Tyler Labine, who plays uh, Dale Tucker's counterpart, also mm-hmm. very good in this film. Um, uh, but we were just talking about Tudyk, and I want to make sure we're talking about. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know Tyler Labine for anything else other than Escape Room, which I saw very early last year, and it didn't really yeah. impress me, so I kind of forgot oh. about it. I, um, I have not. I I I kind of vaguely remember hearing about that one. Yeah, like it wasn't. It's not terrible. I don't remember being terrible, but like it's just so boring. Um, and I don't remember his character in it. I remember him being on the screen and me being like, "Is that Dale?" But then I was just like, that was it. Like, you know, I, could, I couldn't actually guarantee that it was him in my mind because he looked really different. Like he lost the weight and, you know, he was very trimmed here in Tucker nice. and Dale versus Evil. Nice. Well, good he's, for you know, here in Tucker and Dale versus Evil, he's a heavy set redneck with a shaggy beard mm-hmm. and, you know, but, but the most gentle soul ever. He's, and he's a great character. He's beautiful. Wow. And, uh, you know, and... Tucker, played by Alan Tudyk, is just his best friend who's mm-hmm. just trying to help this, you know, his best friend out. You know, uh, Dale's yeah. Dale's feeling down. He's feeling glum. He's striking out with the ladies, and you know, and I guess Tucker is the, you know, the man or the ladies' man. Apparently, I don't, apparently. <laughs> he doesn't talk to a single girl. I think this whole movie, be, but it must be his bowling fingers. It must be. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> the bowling fingers they go through something in this movie they do they do uh so uh yeah man i like it's kind of hard to say well i'm trying to I could say figure out front. how to talk about this movie without talking about all yeah. the stuff that happens <laughs> we, we 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 can say that this is the best uh in my opinion it's one of the best interpretations of miscommunication yes at every level yes um you know i can't think of like that's that typically you know in a lot of movies that's what you know enhances the plot uh you know it's um kind of like a writer comes like we need an, we need more conflict what do we do let's throw in a character who just doesn't understand the actual scene that's going on you know it's like right. somebody walks into a you know, it's, it's that scene where it's like somebody's filming a movie shoot and it's a robbery scene and you have this hero who comes out of nowhere and, you know, stops the robbery only to find out that they just broke up a movie. You know, it's like Spider-Man, swi- <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man yeah. swings in and webs up some robbers and it's just complete miscommunication. Yeah. Um, this is the whole movie. I mean, like, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a terrible example, but like, that's what this movie does is like every plot point in this movie is a miscommunication. You know, yeah. every beat. Every beat is a new miscommunication between the college kids and the these uh, right. these two rednecks. Right. And I I just... guess I guess it really is just because it's I don't think it's really given away anything to say that uh, Allison, who is also a love interest, ends up mm. injured and in their vacation home because they're helping take care of them, and the yeah. college students are like we better save allison from these rednecks yeah the rednecks kidnapped her and they're holding her hostage yeah. <laughs> and the one of the best bits is that hatchet bit with, with the log 
where he takes that he's like i better leave a note this will do just fine (laughs) and tucker's like well you hurry up my face (laughs) never mind that's that's a different joke gotta set that up but uh he leaves them the note with like scratching into this uh log and all it says is we got your friend (laughs) spelled wrong (laughs) spelled wrong and these college kids are like oh my god they're gonna kill her that's the whole movie that is the movie yeah that is the whole movie it's all you know it's all miscommunication um you know how don't judge a book by its cover also Mm -hmm. you know it's got that message and everything in it uh you know it it's 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 a beautiful spoof on the horror genre um you know by how do i want to word this you know it it takes a different view than most horror movies you know it's like most horror movies would follow the college students here you know because that's kind of the setup you know these college students are going out camping and there's these you know there's a house a vacation home that two redneck men own and the horror movie would be the two redneck men start killing the killing the college students that's how it typically would go and that this movie though it you know it takes all of that and it just dissects it all and it's how it dissects it is perfect it's hilarious um just super enjoyable romp through the woods right it's Um, it's really good um it one thing i'll say about it that might turn some people away does not turn me away uh is that there are some gory moments for sure mm -hmm. um not not like hellraiser level or anything like that no. But uh, it, uh, um, some people, you know, I I know do not like that. But I wouldn't count it against this movie because it's done in a way that I just can't stop laughing. Yeah, uh, it's, it's so really funny, and like even though it's gory, at the same time, it's not, it's not gore porn where it's like you watch the person get dismembered or something. No, you know, it's like, no. uh the the most you see is like blood flying away or just right. really good uh really good makeup and effects right and right. it's like it's really it's really tasteful and really well shot mm-hmm. um just super like it's just it's very clever all around you know it mines all the good jokes right uh without getting too annoying or like overdoing jokes way too many times yeah just how events go from ridiculously bad to ridiculously worse yeah. is just it's so much fun to watch. Um, I did mention that Allison was Dale. I think I didn't. I didn't say it was Dale's love interest. Yeah, the one uh, who's striking out with the ladies. Right, and um, like uh, he asks her. He asks her if there's anything she'd like to do, or maybe the other way around. And he's like. Well, we got some board games, <laughs> and she said, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, okay." And he pulls out Trivial Pursuit, and that's one of the bits is that mm-hmm. he he uh, at the very well least Tucker tells him he's as dumb as a ba- bag of rocks, or a box rather, and uh, <laughs> but he just knows all the trivia in the trivia box. Yeah, and um, he. Uh, so they come the college kids come up to the window and see Allison at the table and they say they're forcing her to play board games <laughs> like it's the worst torture they could think of 
Right. Oh, man. Which is funny because that's how we spent most of our undergraduates playing games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't the partiers. These no, kids are definitely the partiers. Definitely. Definitely. Maybe not Allison. I think she just kind of got swept up in the crowd, you know, and that's kind of part of the story too, I suppose. Yeah, I remember the first time I watched this, uh, Watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, like, I was, so we lived in the, you and I lived with Ken and a bunch of other people. Right. Like, seven, Too many seven people. people living, yeah, seven people living in a five-bedroom, ha- like, house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three floors, <laughs> and, uh, but my, our friend Ken was on the top floor, I was on the bo- ground floor, I watched this movie, <laughs> And like once the credits rolled, I ran upstairs and I was like, "Ken, I gotta watch this movie with you." And I rewatched this right, movie right immediately. <laughs> immediately, yeah. I did not. I did not waste a second. I was just like, "Ken was is I gonna love this there? movie." You weren't there that day. I think you went. Uh, um, I think you and Sarah were like went to home to visit or something. Maybe. But yeah, I I had to watch it with Ken immediately. Like and. That is a problem that uh, all the movies we're going to talk about today have with me is that um, I think it is okay to say up front that I love all three of these movies They're all and good. have and have at points in my life considered them to be perfect. And then I've watched them so many times that they've stopped being perfect and that was, this movie thankfully i've uh i've had a few years uh, i think i haven't watched this one for maybe a year and a half or two years so it's like it 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 felt fresh again i was laughing a lot good, but good. i definitely watched this movie way too much um i know a lot of people are just you know jesus why you watch way too many movies and it's like yeah yeah <laughs> probably yeah it's it's a problem <laughs> it's a thing too with uh anxiety that you rewatch things that you uh you enjoy and you know i do have anxiety and so that is very common that i will rewatch a lot of television shows or movies because i know what's going to happen there's no uh no drama you know i don't have to yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to worry about i can just sit back and be like i know what's going to happen i could just enjoy this you know it's like i know i love this and i do love tucker and dale it's just a fucking fun movie <laughs> i think with you i have watched fringe i think three times yeah i know i know two i know two times but we may have watched it together three times yep and (laughs) i've shown i have now shown i think four people lost right uh where i have just watched the entirety of lost you know with new people each time uh same with fringe twice with me yeah, I think twice with you, and I think once with somebody else. So definitely have seen that show four times. Uh, it's worth it, and for to an extent, <laughs> it's worth it. I think so. But yeah, back well, to Tucker and Dale. Back to I, yeah. You know, I feel like maybe this uh, this might be just like a very short threesome today because you know it's not much to. It's not much to complain about. Yeah, there's not much to complain about, and I really think people should see all these movies because they're all enjoyable, they're all fun. Really, um, but but Tucker and Jail specifically, um, it does a great job at delivering just nonstop humor with tons of heart. 
You know, it's like yeah. that's that's always the best type of comedy is if it, if you're able to laugh so much, but then at the same time you're just you you feel connected to the characters, you feel, you good feel at emotional. The end. Yeah, you feel good at the end. You feel emotional when they're hurt. Uh, you know, you're you're pulling for them to win if they're in a tight situation, and I mean that's all that's all of Tucker and Dale's one giant right. tight situation. That being said, <laughs> don't watch it with your 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 five year old. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I say watch it with your five-year-old. They're old enough. They're old enough. They're, you know what I think? Actually, five is honestly probably young enough that it won't scar them too much. Because they're <laughs> honestly not going to pay enough attention to the movie. <laughs> yeah, but when they see like half a body on screen, they might be like, oh my oh god. Oh my god, Bob, what are we watching? Uh yeah. I say I'm not messed up, but like I'm definitely been messed up. Uh, I don't blame Indiana Jones for messing me up and seeing that guy's heart ripped out of his chest. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. Wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> we own the movie. The kid will see uh, it. Well, yeah, yeah I yeah, well, I do. We might talk about um, the college kids a little bit more if we were to say anything else about this. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like you know a couple of them are just very stereotypical characters even the what i would say uh what i would say is the main character of the college kids he is even a stereotype uh yeah but man that guy uh jess moss i think i think that i, that I get in the right actor uh yeah. he just plays uh over the edge so well <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he really does uh chew the scenery here a lot and it's yes. great like he just yeah. goes for this role he does and you know i do i think that is actually something i i've you know i wanted to talk about was the stereotypes they do play against those pretty well right. too because because jesse moss's character you know he's I would say, you know, he's got he's got anger management issues. He's like that right. frat bro who has anger management. Well, he's not frat bro, but that's kind they're, of how they're he all acts a bit. part of all the guys at least are part of this yeah. frat. Yeah, so he is he does act that way a lot and um but at the same time, you know, he, they get they get ready to tell a scary story and he takes a puff on an inhaler because he's got yeah. asthma. And, you know, <laughs> it's just like But no, it's right after he hits a joint. He hits a joint yeah, and yeah. then he puffs the inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like they do that they do that like um every character is you know does have their stereotypical things but they also have that one little that one little uh tidbit about them that breaks that stereotype like with tucker you know he's he's the dumb redneck but at the same time he just he knows everything about that trivia game he knows know? everything yeah he knows everything Any, anything that he's heard he can repeat it i got yeah. this dumb brain <laughs> but yeah it, it, they do a really good job at at that i forgot the uh once you mentioned that it reminded me uh but there i mean they i would say that the most stereotypical out of all of the college students is probably chloe because she's like playing the uh stereotypical sorority girl who dresses up like she's going to the club to go camping. And mm -hmm. in fact, uh, one of the other college students, Naomi, even says after she was complaining, 
Well, if you didn't wear your fucking stripper boots, yeah. or stripper heels, probably, but yeah, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was funny. But yeah, I will say, I will say the college students are, and you know, after watching it so many times, they're the part that brings it down for me. Right. You know, yeah. because they are kind of just. Uh, just dumb kids that I don't really relate to because I'm exactly. not any, like any of them. Yeah. The one kid, like, the one you... kid I, yeah. I was going to say... say the one kid, go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I was, I was going to say, uh, like how did these guys even get into college? And then I was like, eh, a lot of people get yeah. into college. <laughs> yeah. Most colleges accept anybody. It's, you know, it means money. Right. Um, but the one kid that I kind of related to, like even barely is like the first kid to die <laughs> right and yeah. it's like and, and how he dies is great but it's just yes you know that was the one kid that i'm like yeah i kind of you know and i only feel like that because of how he looked honestly <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of looks like the kid i would hang out with <laughs> well he he wore he wore uh like not coveralls but he wore um a a worker shirt with his yeah with his name on with it. his name on it Maybe because they never actually say his name, and he's also so. the kid with the joints. So I think yeah. that really he's there for anyone to relate to. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just the easy one. But yeah, yeah he's, he's just the easy one. That's right. But it's just like what what makes the movie is you know the um Alan Tudyk and Tyler Levine like their yeah, uh, chemistry is perfect. Oh, yeah. Their comedy is, you know, just amazing, and like I'm rolling on the floor with everything Alan Tudyk says. Yeah, and does. <laughs> yeah, like, they they I mean, love just each like, other. He's yeah. yeah, his humor is a is he the, a lot of the humorous things that happens to him are are physical things more so mm-hmm. than Dale, which I yeah I, I did, didn't realize until right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like, Alan is just perfect at like facial expressions. Like he mm-hmm. know he knows exactly how to pull that laugh. And it's you see the movie for them. You don't watch it for the college kids. But oh, like definitely. the first first viewing, the college kids don't ruin it at all. It's on like the tenth, the fifteenth viewing that you're just like, fuck these kids. Like <laughs> right, right. It's it's really there just all to set up the ending, obviously, mm-hmm. and um to make it uh a I have a kill counter. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, a horror movie has to have a kill count, so they had to have right, you know plenty exactly. of plenty of people to add to a kill count here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a fun take on the horror genre. Highly recommend. I would uh, if I were to star it, you know, at one point in my life I would have given it four stars. Of course, um, I still give it three and a half right now. Fuck yeah. Like, total fun. Yep. Definitely up front, we'll say, is worth it. Um, lots and lots of fun. A lot of love for this movie. Uh, just as much as I hope Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk actually have for each other. Because the bromance is real in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't even do another one. They didn't even do a, that would be a so sequel. Good. Yeah, that would be so good. Yeah. Well. It could be about, you know, they could fix up the house and find out it's haunted. <laughs> I'm, writing fucking, I'm writing your movie here, like Craig. Like, make the damn sequel. They finished the house. It's haunted by all the college students' ghosts. Oh my god! There you go. Come on. Contact come on, Eli, come Craig. On come on back, Eli. Bring us another one. Yeah.
if you haven't made any other movie, this is why you're you're waiting for your sequel. That's probably, probably made like it. ten other movies out there, and I'm being a complete asshole right now. Who knows? <laughs> I, you know what? I got a click right here, and um, uh oh, uh, he directed that Little Evil on uh, Netflix. I'll and then uh, a couple of movies that I have not heard of. Hmm. Uh, the Tao of Pong. Sure. Oh, actually, I think I have seen that movie. <laughs> it's uh. really goofy. Uh, and, oh, he did Zombieland, dude. What? Did he write or did no, he No, Zombieland the series. It was a series? Oh, okay. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Nobody Anyhow, had no idea. Cabin in the Woods. So, uh, speaking of my anxiety, we're going to move on to Cabin in the Woods. Yet another film I watched back-to-back multiple times. Not immediately on this one because I watched it well, in theaters. Well, we watched it I didn't, theater, yeah. yeah Tucker, and Dale, Tucker and Dale came out on Netflix. Uh, it's still available on Netflix. Um I don't remember where we watched Cabin in the Woods. I own it, so I didn't watch it on a stream site. Um, I believe this one was on Hulu. Hulu. Um, um, it's directed. I can't remember. It's on a streaming service. <laughs> it's, it was directed by Drew Goddard. This is his directorial debut. Um, again, coming full circle, Drew Goddard worked on Lost for maybe like a, two seasons or so. One of my favorite writers on there when he had uh the episodes he wrote um i love his writing uh the the just the circle he runs around in you know it's drew goddard uh, joss whedon um you know basically everybody that worked on another love of mine which is dr horrible's sing-along blog oh yeah you know that's 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 what this movie is you know it's like that crew i mean it doesn't have neil patrick harris sadly but no um, but it's it's directed by Drew Goddard and it's written by Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon, and like Joss Whedon has soured a little bit since Avengers two for me, but um, <laughs> you know he's he's still like I still love a lot of the work he's done, especially like '90s and early 2000s. Like the man's a genius, and Avengers is an amazing movie. Um, yeah. But it's like Avengers two, I didn't really like it the justice league movie i don't specifically know what changes were his but i didn't really like it he's kind of gone you know continued gone downhill with his last few movies for me but here with kevin woods him and drew goddard in three days wrote what i still believe to be like a perfect script like it is i i think you're right i mean if this is the version of the script that they wrote in those yeah i'm sure I'm sure it went through edits and changes, yeah. but like they, it took them three days to write this idea. It was, uh, yeah, it's, I would say script definitely masterfully done. Mm-hmm. A lot of this movie masterfully yeah. done. There's honestly not too much to complain about. You can yeah, take- and the, the synopsis is of the movie is uh, a group of college kids. Again, uh, they go to a cabin in the woods and uh you know i don't really want to like if you haven't seen this movie i don't really want to spoil anything about it there is a um i will say there's an organization that is 
how would you put it? It's 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 making their moves for them, kind of. It's it's uh, they're the puppet masters. Yeah, what the college students are doing at the cabin, the organization is like the puppet masters. They're kind of like making sure that a story plays out. Right. And that story is you know the classic horror movie, and that's you know that's the movie in a nutshell. It it takes it takes so many elements of the of the classic horror movie. And turns it, you know, turns it on. It, it it reveals it, you know. It takes the curtain off, right. and it's like this is right. the joke, you know. This yeah. is this is this is the horror trope. And um, it, it does it very very well. And uh, the the reason why we lump this with these ones is because while this movie has some uh, legitimately horrifying moments. Uh, it is just, there's just, some of these characters are so funny. Yeah. Uh, like, and especially, uh, for me, Sisterson and Hadley, the two, um, the two guys who kind of run the organization, they just have a, a blast the whole time, mm-hmm. which I know with not, if, with the audience knows nothing about the movie, they're like, "Oh, really? Yeah. There's so they must be some real sadistic shits." Um, <laughs> but uh, they they're played by um, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. Bradley um, Whitford to Get Out. Uh, yep, of in Get Out, yeah. Um, which yeah. I just watched that for our next episode. That's good, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Spoilers. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyhow. Uh, yeah, they just their chemistry is so good. They, yeah. they crack me up, and I, I'm sorry if I interrupted your synopsis. No, but... no, that that was the synopsis. That was okay, it. Good. And good. I was gonna lead into the cast because you're right. Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford are you know beautiful in this film together because they right. they play off each other so well. Their chemistry is great, and that everybody that is grouped together, the chemistry is great because the college yeah. kids. Like yeah. a huge list of all of them, you know, it's Kristen Connolly, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Fran Kranz. Then I'm kind of running out of that. I don't remember the other two uh, people. Jesse uh, Williams and Anna Hutchinson. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't remember them, but I, knew, I remember the other three. Uh, everybody plays great, you know, and it's like this is Chris Hemsworth right around when Thor's starting to take out or take right. off. Right. Um. So Chris Hemsworth is about to like. I mean, he was already famous beforehand but like he's become crazy famous the past decade and this is the beginning of that this is before he became crazy famous and now right here he's just you know handsome buff man uh yeah in his isness yet again we have that uh tweaking of the stereotypes um because joss whedon has described this film as like a loving hate letter to the horror genre because right. they hated what they hate what the horror genre has become with uh, you know torture porn right. and you know everybody's a stupid college kid. These five are not stupid college kids. No, they're all no. smart. It's so they're, like it's so hilarious. They were in college for a reason. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're, they're there the to other. study. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um, like it opens it opens up like when you're when you're meeting all the characters. Uh, three of them have a discussion about which textbooks you should be reading. Right. Um, I mean, obviously they have you know college kid personalities that are you know they all act like they're partiers still. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, three of them literally are just like, mm, you should bring these textbooks to, on the vacation. You know, it's like if we're going to be doing this, uh, you shouldn't bring that one. Such and such teacher covers it all in his own lecture. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like you don't see this in horror movies. And they're they all, the dumb they're kids. all pretty brainy, which. Yeah. yeah. Even even the stoner character played yeah. by Franz Krantz, who is my favorite character in the movie. Marty is. Marty is so good. Yeah, I love him. You like. So good. But it's just like he rolls up. His introduction is great. Um, I won't spoil his introduction, but, you know, he rolls yeah. up and you're like, okay, this is the dumb character. Right. This is the one, this is the one that we're going to be able to laugh at. And you find out he's not really dumb. You know, it's like, I mean, he is a stoner throughout the whole movie. Right, right. But, uh, he's living in a world of reefer. He's living in a world of reefer. But at the same time, you get hints that he's an electrician. Right. You know, it's like, you know, there's an intelligence behind here because, you know, he kind of, uh, you know the horrors don't work too well on him. He kind of sees through a little bit of the the game that's going on, and then you got the flip side of you know the organization that's uh, doing all this. You know it's like they're all they've all found a way to do what they do and have a good time, right? And there's there's like that little mentality there that's just kind of just beautiful to play on, and how Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon play on that is just wonderful. Like yeah, they they did a great job, especially if it only took them three days to come up with this idea. I, I mean, yeah, uh, which you know they are they 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 are pretty you know like minded and mm-hmm. have great imaginations. So I I'm not really surprised that they got together and made it made a beautiful baby. I do yeah I do remember hearing I don't know if this is true at all and I don't remember where I heard it from. But I do remember hearing that Drew Goddard like was really annoyed writing with Joss Whedon, because whenever Joss Whedon would write a line that he thought was like perfect, he would like jump up and slam a fake football down and be like, "Boom!" <laughs> and, like, he did that. He apparently did that with like every line, and Drew Goddard was just like, "Fuck man, come on!" <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just heard it. And I was like, "I'm I'm gonna believe that's true because it's fucking hilarious to me." Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, it's a beautiful baby. Um, I, I do, I mean, we kind of, I kind of jokingly just the other day called this Drew Goddard's, it, it also Joss's, um, thesis on the horror genre. And like you, yeah. you already mentioned, they call it themselves a love hate letter. Um, yeah. It, it definitely reads, which is also kind of interesting because these are all the main characters are into, uh, intellectuals. Uh, mm-hmm. It reads like a very well written college paper. Um, yeah. Once once it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I love that about this movie. I like it, and we were in our undergrad. We were in our freshman year. Like we had just finished writing some of our first yeah. college papers. Yeah, I was uh, still afraid to ride buses. Um, like I I came (laughs) from a small, I came from a small town where like you drove everywhere. I walked four times to the theaters to see this movie. And that was a, that was a, what would you say? That was like a 45 minute walk to an hour. Yeah. And I didn't mind it at all. And we took, um, we did take my then girlfriend, now wife to the movie with us. And she got so tired halfway there. And, uh, like it's a pretty far, far spread out campus and you know we 
we uh, we had to walk all the time to get to classes. Like it wasn't really convenient to jump on a bus and go all the way across campus all the time because of not for our mindset stuff. Right, exactly, and especially because you know we didn't really care for it. So we were used to being exercised. Mm-hmm. My wife, she was getting really tired on the way there, and we made it like I want to say five sixths of the way to the movie theater, <laughs> and she was so tired. And we were holding hands, and then all of a sudden, she like stubs her toe on a <laughs> lip in the concrete and goes straight down. Just eats the concrete. Just eats it. And I'm like, oh my god, what happened? And and she's like, you didn't stop me or anything. I was like, it happened so fast. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, and she was so mad. And she had, and then she so, had to sit through this she, movie. Yeah, she really did enjoy the movie, but she had struggled enjoying it that first time. Because I don't know if she ever told you, but she had the worst headache. Yeah, she she's told me. hard. Yeah. Uh, we probably should have checked if she had a concussion, but yeah, uh, she's okay. Yeah, she's fine now. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. And uh, let that be a lesson to you. This movie is so good that even with a terrible, terrible headache, that's right. You walk away enjoying it. It's so much fun that you can't that's just right. be like, ah, oh. you know, it's like so fuck this headache, but this movie's great. With a fever, uh, just uh, turn on this movie. And you'll be good. Sarah didn't just come into the room. Hi, Sarah. No, not at all. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Uh, You go with that being a a story for the audience, right? We could edit it out. (laughs) She gave consent. (laughs) That's enough for me. It makes for a good point of the film. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sarah, uh, I love you. <laughs> He's in trouble. Yep, I got in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> well, uh, should man, I I mean, I really want to talk more about this movie, but I also don't want to give away the good things about. The yeah, because that's either. that's the problem with this film is there's a lot to talk about that's right. hidden behind spoilers. Right. So I'm okay with throwing up a spoiler wall here, where sure. I will tell you when to come back so that we can talk some fun stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's. Oh, we're going a little bit deeper, folks. Spoiler avoiders, skip to minute 4740. Thank you. Yeah, hit me up. Hit me up with the first topic. Uh, I think the first thing that I think we should talk about is the list of monsters. Because I'm oh, sure that of those three days yeah. it took them to write that script, that list of monsters had to be like one whole day. Right. They just sat right. there and they just there's there's a there's a billboard in the movie. If you haven't seen it and you don't mind the spoilers and you're still here with us. There's a billboard in the movie um, because the organization, one of the ways they deal with having to murder a bunch of college kids for what they do is to bet on how the college kids are going to get murdered. It's very gruesome. You know, you, you hear that and you're like, holy crap, that's terrible. 
and it is terrible. Um, but they have a giant billboard, not billboard, but a whiteboard. There you um, go. Where they've just listed out like fifty different monsters that they have. And it's a dead like I've paused. Yeah, it's a Deadpool, and it's like I've watched this movie so many times that it's like I pause it and like I love looking at all the monsters on the list. You know, it's like uh, the ones the kids draw in this movie are uh, zombie torture redneck family, yeah, something like that. <laughs> redneck torture zombie family, I don't know. Yeah, um, something like that, but they're completely different. But there are also zombies. Yeah, yeah, they're completely different than the zombies. Yeah. Um, you know, there's robot spider exterminator things uh there's a giant basil or snake i shouldn't say basil it's a giant snake uh clear rip off of it <laughs> you know pennywise the yeah, clown. yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a beautiful list and i'm like a lot of it is just you know shout outs to great horror movies and you know right. little references and love letters easter eggs if you will so they so I think since we did this little spoiler wall thing, we can talk why a little bit deeper as to why this movie is read like a thesis. Mm -hmm. Um and that is because uh it it goes through all the beats of a horror movie and uh explains why uh they are why this organization is orchestrating this story to happen like um for example there's this creepy old guy named mordecai and mm -hmm. uh he's the, the harbinger. harbinger um they have to be warned and decide to go to the cabin anyways otherwise because yeah because all horror movies or most i shouldn't say all but yeah. most horror movies you know before the characters start uh getting killed or before they meet the haunt there's always one character who warns them about doing what they're about to do. Right. Yep. The 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 guy in the truck in uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Mm -hmm. uh, he he tells him there's blood curse and you know just almost every horror movie at least where there's a group of college kids going to go do something. There is a uh, what in the thesis is called a harbinger. The Harbinger. The Harbinger. And if they're not warned about it, if they're not warned warned about it, I think it's something like, I would say, relative to cosmic fairness. Like, they, like, um, I don't want to, I don't want to super spoil the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but they, for this, it's it's a ritual, really, The, the yeah. what, what they're doing. And They're, for it everything's to work, tradition. They have to be warned. Yes, it's a tradition. Yeah, and it's everything has to play out the exact same way. Well, not always the exact same way. Relatively the exact same way. Um, and, and the reason why there are all these monsters is because the next step is they have to choose. Yeah, they have to choose their fate. Yeah, you they know, have to transgress. Yeah, they've been warned not to do this. Now they have they've chosen to ignore the warning. Now they have to choose their fate. Yeah. And, just that's you know, a I think horror movie setup. Yeah, and I think the way you put it as, you know, this being their thesis on it, I think that's perfect because yeah. you know, it really is it really is just like 
they dissected the horror genre and they tried to try to fix it because again it's a love hate letter they hate what the horror genres become right, right. so they tried to they try to revamp the the genre and I, I this believe, is what this is i i think it was kind of like them being like these are what the rules are and you guys are straying away for that just for the pain and gore and it's like i don't want to say that this movie specifically did that but i do feel like you know there's still a lot of garbage horror movies that come out but i feel like in recent years we've had some really good horror we movies we and i'm not gonna put the yeah it's like i'm not gonna put the whole credit of that on drew goddard and joss whedon but i do feel like at least for me as a moviegoer this was kind of a turn of turning point for the genre because it's like you know i didn't i didn't start going to movies every single week until i came down to college and right. that was just because you know when I lived with my parents, I didn't have, you know, the ability or really the care because it's like right. I watched films with my parents. You know, it's like they didn't right. want to go to the theaters all the time. So we went when we could. But for most times, we just watched movies at home. I came mm -hmm. down to college. I'm like, I don't have access to VHSs anymore, DVDs right. to watch. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, but my friends and I can go, you know, see a movie. Um, it's a great way so to blow off steam, too, especially yeah. if you're a student. Just take three hours out of your day. Go have – because mm -hmm. it, I would I would argue that it's a better way to let off steam than to go partying, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I definitely <laughs> some did are... some of that too. <laughs> and I would – I mean I would say a lot of people partying is much better stress reliever than seeing yeah. a movie. But for our, for our mindsets, it was perfect. And especially sure. this movie, like in college, this movie was perfect for us. Yeah, it was. We talked. I think we talked about this movie for weeks and weeks after we saw mm -hmm. it. Yeah, because uh, because it's as this movie dissects the horror genre, so did we want to dissect it. You know, there's there's yeah, a lot right. to lot to pull apart. Like, I mean, it's not it's not hard to understand. There's not like a, there's not a deep analysis or anything. Just explore all the Easter eggs, all the references. You know, there's there's a there's a throwaway line of like, you know this hasn't we haven't fucked you know america hasn't messed up since 1980 something and right. it's just like well what happened in 19 what movie came out in 1980 right that yeah in here, you know? i i want to actually see that movie that's that is the the uh that is the sequel i want or the prequel mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's that's another thing is a lot of people are wanting this there to be a sequel or a prequel it's like how do they collect the monsters how do they do this I really don't want this movie to have any other, you know, I don't want it to have a sequel yeah. or a prequel. I just want it to be standalone. It told its story. It's really fascinating. If Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon want to come back and write another horror movie that's similar, like another, like, you know, a dissection of some other kind of genre, I'm right. down for that. Yeah. Um, you know, they can do the slasher genre next, even though that's already, you know, basically been covered by uh, Wes Craven with Scream. Right, but, like, yeah you know they can they can choose another horror genre to go down but it's just like the the horror trope or the the horror topic of college kids going to a cabin in the woods there's no better movie yeah. than, than this one i think yeah and, no and I, maybe I, maybe I'm, it's wrong but i'm with you that it doesn't need another movie i'm with you i but mm -hmm. if they were if like somebody paid them the monies of the world and said please make more um i would like to see 19 
86 <laughs> or 69, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was in the 80s, 60s. I think. It was, I think it is 80s or 90s, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was like 83 or something, I don't know. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, I think I think we've been done talking about spoilers for a little while. And maybe yeah. we've said what we should about this film. Um, a closing statement for you? Yeah, uh, obviously I think uh, we made it evident that we really love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I do, I feel like I'm, I, so I, same thing with you, with the, what you said about Tucker and Dale, I think I spent enough time away from this movie to uh, make it fresh for me again. If you watch That's it good. over and over again, it is gonna, uh, lose a little bit of it. But mm-hmm. like I said, we watched it over and over again because, we loved talking about it. Like there's just, there's a lot to this movie, uh, a lot packed in and I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy by any means. Just the parts that are funny are so funny that Mm -hmm. you gotta lump it in with these movies and, uh, definitely 100% worth it. You should, you should see this. Yeah. I agree with that all a hundred percent. Um, I still give it four stars. Um, I have seen this way too many times and it did get old for me. There was like, I think three years ago where I was like, I can't watch this movie anymore. Right. And so I haven't watched it for three years. And again, we watched it this year and I was like, well, maybe not three years, maybe it was like two, but you know, I watched it again. I'm like, yeah, it's fresh again. And I I really enjoyed it again this time. I was able to, you know, I was still on my phone for a good portion of it because I remembered most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still... It you know it still laughed at all the jokes. Um, the kills are boring in this movie, honestly. You know there's not there's not many great kills, and a lot of them just kind of like happen and then are done with. Uh, but I'm not I'm not there for that. You know it's like where most horror movies the kill is kind of a fun exciting part of it. Here I'm I'm there for everything else. You know <laughs> it's all it's all so wonderfully done. Just an absolute you know. Yes, it does get old if you watched a lot, uh, sure. but any movie. for that first viewing, yeah, but for that first viewing, it's just great. There's nothing wrong with it, I don't think. Um, yeah. Maybe the the very, very last shot isn't as pleasing as I would want it to be. I won't spoil what that is, of course. Um, I have a certain other type of description for that last shot that I would have liked to see. But I don't care. <laughs> it's yeah. it's fun all the way through. Uh, I and... I think like with that last shot comes uh, another. Mm, what do I want to say? Not theme or motif, really. It's not maybe the message there. Yeah. In that is what something that they were trying to say with this film. There. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, I'll let them, the audience come to that. The audience come to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's my closing statement. I love this movie. Still gets a four-star rating. Uh, Marty, played by Franz Kranz, Franz Kranz is I, honestly top five favorite characters of all time, I would say. Easy. Star of the show. Yeah. Like, just, he just nailed it. I mean, all the actors... Yeah 
you do a great job. Oh, they do. But for me, but for me, Kranz is just over and above and beyond. That's what just I'm looking so for. So well written, like mm-hmm. that's that's. I mean, I mean, Franz Kranz obviously brought a whole shit ton to the world, but Marty yeah. is so well written. Well, it's like um, it's also like when I figured or when I found out that like Franz Kranz was like in his 30s or whatever when he did this, like. I literally thought the guy was like twenty because <laughs> yeah, like he, he just pulls job. off a he pulls off a young college student so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he even looks like Shaggy Rogers. I yeah, mean. he would be a perfect <laughs> choice for Shaggy. Yeah, he'd be. Great I mean, Matthew choice Matthew for Lillard. Shaggy. Matthew Lillard was perfect too. Oh yeah, definitely. but but if he wants to pass the baton, there you go. It did give him laryngitis. So, Evil Dead Two. 1987. 1987. It's it's the second one. It is. But but is it really? <laughs> I guess that's more of. We'll wait for the description for that. It, it, it is the, the second. The, the directors or the you know the the writer uh you know Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel. Mm-hmm. Um, they Sam Raimi has said that this is a direct sequel of the first movie, but even he's... though. Even though it completely contradicts a lot of the first movie. It does completely contradict a lot of the first movie. Something that I read when I was curious about it. Because I had seen all three of these movies and a while back. And when I when I watched these... I, I, several times I should say too. Uh, but it has been a while. And when I watched... Uh, started watching this movie because I usually watch all three of them comparison and like i said it's been years since i've done that and um i was watching it and i i was like wait a minute i remember a lot of this from the first movie and then i remember thinking about the opening of this movie (laughs) as a recap of the first yeah but really what it what it is at least from what i i looked into it is that it is what the writer called a requel he he i guess he didn't have the rights to evil dead but wanted to kind of redo the movie so he rewrote it a little bit Um, and that's what how we got this movie but the same main character Um, yeah ash which ash uh, played by the amazing bruce campbell oh yes yes bruce campbell and his iconic role uh Ashley Ash J yeah, has, Williams. I yeah, didn't has know. He even, I'm I'm sure he's done other stuff, of course. But oh like, is yeah. He, does, has he done anything that's like also really famous? I don't know that if he's done anything that's also really famous, but he does a cameo in all of Sam Raimi's films, like every single one of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. movies. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess those three. Yeah, let's let's look at Sam Raimi's life too. Like, like how do you go from directing a movie like? Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead <laughs> and the re well he didn't direct the remake Evil Dead but like you know um he was involved on in it but like how the do you Army go from of there to Spider Man the sequel to this one. thank you yeah I- I'll be honest I've never actually seen Army of Darkness I've you seen watch it sometimes it's fun. yeah I've seen the first Evil Dead and I did not like it um yeah seen Evil Dead 2 which I will say before we synopsize that I love Evil Dead 2 and. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the remake of Evil Dead, which I hated. Okay. It, it I thought it was okay. torture porn. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. This 
um, while there are uh, some gory moments, uh, I would not consider torture porn, uh, mostly because, because a funny. lot of the effects are um, uh, strange, old-school uh, practical effects, like stop-motion mm. and shit like that. And it's beautiful. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, super goofy. So, yeah, I should synopsize the movie. So, Bruce Campbell, excuse me, Ash, and his uh, girlfriend are driving down mm. the road and decide to break into someone's house to have yeah, a romantic because fuck the other. Yeah, well, fuck the other kids that were involved with him in the first movie. They're no longer right. part of the story, no I guess. They're no longer part of the story. Um, <laughs> Just written out. They're written out. And uh, requel, man. It's a requel. And <laughs> anyways, uh, uh, they find this book and some recordings and he decides to play the recordings because, you know, you're in some strange man's house. Why not listen to his personal tapes? Yeah, of um, course. And it unleashes the evil dead, if you could, if that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. The house, in, the house in the woods again. The house and the woods uh, are, are now cursed due to the incantations that were read upon on the tape. Yeah. And creepy possessed people rapey trees rapey trees yeah <laughs> yeah anyhow i i don't know if it's necessarily spoiling to say that girl say there's dies. a rapey tree she, oh yeah she dies like right away so i don't i don't really feel like that's no. giving way too much and then becomes part of the haunt and he has to deal with that meanwhile yeah. uh other group of characters the person who a daughter the daughter of the people who owned the house and yeah. uh i don't know her boyfriend i'm not sure what the one character the blonde guy's character really know, is man. uh and two hicks um really is the only way to describe that which you know we just talked about tucker and dale versus evil and not to judge a book by its cover but these guys were kind of dicks yeah uh, they're, and, they're just kill count fodder yeah yeah for sure and uh they come to the cabin find ash there uh going like, absolutely insane going absolutely insane <laughs> and they 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 lock him in the cellar and uh and but eventually well, now, yeah they all start now helping to try to fight against the evil dead yeah I'm gonna say we're getting very spoilery yeah. right now. Yeah, I got a little too close there, but I I yeah. backed off the brakes. I I put on yeah, the yeah. brakes, anyways, before I rolled on. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like for me with Evil Dead, a lot of the fun is watching Ash's character just go mad, because it's it's very slapstick, very like uh, Three Stooges almost. Right. Um, you know, it's like there's moments where. You know, there's there's a time where Bruce Campbell's hand gets possessed by the haunt, and it's right. like slapping him and like breaking things on his face, <laughs> and it's just like it's him versus his hand for like five minutes, and <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so it feels so Three Stooges because every you know he's like getting tossed, he's flipping, he's getting right. you know stuff thrown in his face, breaking things. Like I love it, and, and, and nobody nobody pulls it off better than Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he does such like, a good job. Uh, and that I th I don't think it necessarily spoils it either because the image is so iconic. 
um, that's what leads to him having the chainsaw tied to his hand. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, because you've definitely if if you've if you love this stuff, like if you if you've never watched Evil uh any of the Evil Deads before. You know, I would say watch this, watch the TV show that's, you know, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I haven't personally seen it, but I've heard a lot of people love it if they love Evil that's Dead good. too. Yeah, I haven't. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's the iconic, you know, shot of it is him with that that chainsaw hand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ripped up. Shirt. How does it work? <laughs> yeah. I love uh, it. Yeah, this movie is super goofy. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, like sometimes you're not sure if it's trying to be super goofy um like because it's so it's horrifying. so surreal yeah it is horrifying yeah. there are horror like he plays on the horror elements while making it goofy at the same time yeah it's it it's a weird juxtaposition like yeah where where tucker and dale is very clearly comedy forward right uh where cabin in the woods is a funny dissection of horror right this this is just like it's a blend that shouldn't, you know, shouldn't exist, but it does, and right. it's, so for some reason, it's great. How he how he juxtaposes it is like you know the horror comes from like the weird sound effects, the you know even though we love the creepy goofy right uh, effects, yeah, the effects and everything, yeah, they're still creepy. They are, you know, creepy. it's like they they still they they're they're not they're not right, you know, they're no, they're weird, they're they're just right. weird enough to yeah, they weird your enough brain to brain a little bit yeah yeah exactly oh, and yeah, like this is like sam raimi is great with this kind of stuff here and like i love it um i don't know why i've never seen army of darkness uh yeah it's honestly more the same except for uh set in medieval times i would <laughs> say that it's more of a fantasy trope with yeah. horror elements than this okay. movie is uh hmm. a fantasy romp I think would be a better, better yeah. way to say it. Um, but with a lot of horror elements. It's it's a lot Sounds of fun. fun. I, we'll, we'll watch it sometime because yeah. it's good. But like, I don't know. Th- even though I love this movie, um, and I've seen it quite a lot, um, nowhere near as much as Cabin in the Woods or Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, even though they're right. more recent films, I've watched them a lot more. Uh, this is probably like my fourth, fifth watching of Evil Dead 2. I and, couldn't tell you how many times I watched it. The friends I grew up with really, really liked it. And yeah. I, I got to be perfectly honest, it's not my favorite of, of the three. Uh, but oh. uh, I enjoy watching it, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, watching Evil Dead and, and then watching this, keeping in mind that Sam Raimi was like, I just want to redo this, really. That's why I want to do a sequel. Um, yeah, I think that that honestly makes this movie better for me because mm-hmm. you got that first movie where he, I, to me, Evil Dead, I I think he was trying to make a serious horror film, and it, it he was. It, there there was a lot going for it too. You know, he's right. like he gets that sound design right. You know, it's like the the screaming through the woods with the fast camera. Uh, you know, when the haunts like rushing at the cabin, like that stuff's good. Like it does. Like he does it in this movie too, and it's just like it's really creepy and really unnerving. The rapey tree, like that's terrifying. Um, and in a lot of the basement effects, like in that first movie, are pretty good. Right. It's just I don't. The basement scenes are really good. 
but it's just I don't like it still. You know, it's like it's still. I don't watch that one ever. I've watched it once. I've watched oh, you're talking the about remake the of it once. Me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. But it's just like I mean that's what I'm saying is like the first one has a lot going for it. It, but it's still the whole product altogether just doesn't ever make me want to come back to it. Whereas yeah, this one, I'm with you. Yeah, this one I don't know why, but the slapstick and the horror blend together so well. I I don't cause... know if I would say it blends together so well so much as I would say the blend is so it's so what I want to say it's like an irritation that you keep on <laughs> going back to I I don't know I like it 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 like I said earlier it makes your brain hurt a little bit because you're not you're not sure is it funny? <laughs> yeah. and, and, but it is like, it's invariably yeah. you'll laugh because uh, it just keeps on going. Mm-hmm. Like it gets it because at first it's creepy and then it ramps up to being almost silly. And then it goes over the hill and you just yeah. you laugh at it. You can't help. Uh, yeah. I mean, but it is, it's so funny, but like I'm saying like the creepiness of it is the, the background too. It's like he, right. he blends that horror, that sound design really. Like for me, it was a lot about the sound design because there's, there's a lot of loud background noise or like, mm-hmm. you know, not, not really background noise, but it's just like that screaming like sound when the haunts coming at you that like, even though what's happening and playing out on set on, on, on screen is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm unnerved because of how it, you know, because of that haunt, because of what's, right. what's, uh, you don't know what's going to happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. You don't. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it does blend well. Yeah. I guess I don't have anything bad to say about the blend because it is why I come back to this movie is for this just strange mix. <laughs> uh, I just mean, I just, I guess I am putting out there for the audience that I think it is very so so surreal but i i like that kind yeah. of thing anyways um so yeah i guess i would say it is well blended in that yeah. case it's but, yeah, yeah i guess it, it's just a juxtaposition really it's not you know yeah. maybe it's not blended well but there is that it's just a perfect juxtaposition right, of yeah. horror and comedy and uh but for me there is one bad thing and that's why I don't care about the story again. Like even no. with even with the original Evil Dead, like like for me, the only reason I watch this movie is Bruce Campbell. I yeah. love watching him just fight. Like it's so much fun just yeah. to watch him just struggle through everything and just <laughs> fight. And but like I don't care about the when it bounces to the uh, the the oncoming teenagers or whoever's coming to the cabin, you know, the, the right. daughter of the person who owns it and the Hicks. Yeah. I don't care about them. I don't, uh, you know, like when, when it jumps to them, I'm like, I ah, just go back to Bruce Campbell. I don't fucking yeah, care about these characters. I feel like I cared about the daughter character just because I thought that she was going to get more story. This is being the first time I watched this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like she would have given, given more story about the book and stuff, but she really doesn't. The this nope. the point of this movie I don't think really is the plot, um it's the goofy ass no. haunt. Yeah, and, and it's like and, it's... but and you know again not all movies need to have that you know it's you know yeah. airplane definitely definitely didn't have like a strong plot keeping it going. Yeah, yeah. But but here here I think that you know it could be helped with a bit of a stronger 
if I if I cared about the characters more, I guess it would help me a lot. Right. Because I only care about Bruce Campbell. I only care about his fight. Yeah. You know, the other people the other people can get possessed or whatever. I don't I don't give a damn. The other people, like you said, are are there to have a kill count. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it would be Bruce Campbell uh fighting uh puppets in the woods. <laughs> uh that would be a that's okay. fun Jim Henson movie. I'd be down for that for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> make an hour make an hour and twenty minute movie of him fighting the Muppets, yeah. like fighting possessed Muppets. I'm down. <laughs> so <laughs> But don't get his damn son on it because that, that stupid Muppet cop movie with uh what's her face Melissa that came out recently? McCartney. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah that McCarthy. was just trash. Yeah. And I watched it. I sat in a the theater and watched it and then I took a cab home. And I bitched to the cab driver for the twenty minute drive home. That's how much that movie pissed me off. Is that I wasted this guy's like his whole oh, cab ride. He want he was a talker too. He wanted to talk, and I kept telling him to shut up so I can bitch about this movie. Basically, <laughs> like, God, I hated that movie. So no, he's oh, not involved. We'll get we'll get the we'll we'll summon Jim Henson. We'll summon Jim Henson, which the whole and, world will thank us. So yeah. 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 Well, someone Jim and, Henson and then Bruce Campbell and and he knows what the afterlife get Sam Raimi involved. Like. Yeah. So he can really bring a new element to this film. Hell yeah. Yeah. We'll get them all involved. Make Ash versus the Muppets. Ash versus the evil Muppets. Muppets. <laughs> the Evil Dead Muppets. Ash versus the Evil Dead Muppets. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're gonna I put that on fun... Broadway. <laughs> I did have a fun fact about this movie that when I uh when I Wikipedia'd it, um, I found out that apparently Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel wrote this while they were living in a house with the Coen Brothers, what? Francis McDormand, Kathy Bates, and Holly Hunter. Why were they all there? I I don't know, but they're apparently all living together, you know, and that's where most of the most of the movie was written when they were living in that house. And I like I just thought that was that's like a great, you know, that's a great story. I feel like there has to be something there. You know, I never would have thought that Sam Raimi yeah, ran in the same. I want that same movie. Crew. <laughs> like, right? Just make a movie about that. I bet there's some yeah. real shenanigans going on there. And you find out it was just like six very studious <laughs> yeah <college laughs> nothing happened students. there yeah. they weren't partying they're all just like sitting in their rooms and sam's just like <laughs> i gotta write here i'm just writing my, my my script uh well so this this movie um and i i guess honestly this whole verse um universe has a gigantic cult following mm-hmm. it is it is huge so if mm-hmm. you if you haven't heard about this i'm i'm a little surprised i'm not really surprised if you haven't watched it because yeah uh but i'm surprised if you haven't heard of the evil dead because there's a pretty popular comic book run mm-hmm. um all sorts of stuff um people love tv shows or show yeah tv show yeah everything so with with yeah. bruce campbell which is amazing honestly. oh yeah and nobody's given more to project. a franchise than that man. No, they tried with what, what it was supposed to be like. Nah, or 
we're never going to talk about that movie, the remake. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. I don't ever want to watch that again. Um, but Is that a closing I, statement? Oh, no. Go, yeah, closing statement, yeah. I would I would say my closing statement is, you know, I'd give it three stars. Um, I feel like it's always been at three stars for me. I don't think it was ever higher or lower. Right. Um, it's it's more fun than the first movie. I mean, obviously, it's it's more comedic, of course, but like mm-hmm. it, it just feels like the actors are having more fun. You oh, know, there was definitely. a lot of there was a lot of bad things that happened in the first movie. It's like people got lost in the woods. People got uh, hurt a lot. Um, people like it, it was just like apparently it was like a torture on set. You know, it's like nobody. But it was like I, it was one of Sam Raimi's like first movies. I don't know if maybe it was his first uh, oh. Evil Dead. But like he he hadn't like learned, you know, a lot of techniques and like tricks and stuff. So I guess there was a lot yeah. to learn from this movie, and it was a, just a bad bad set. Um, but people said they still enjoyed. Is it they the had same good cabin? I don't. It might have been, but I remember they destroyed a lot of the cabin in the first one. Oh man. So I'm not. I'm not sure. Speaking of that, just the cabin in general. I that one long shot. Where he's being chased by one of the haunts, and he's just running through the cabin, and then all of a sudden he's running in between the walls, and like squeezing <laughs> in between these pipes, and like shimmying. Like how like how many times did they have to practice for Bruce Campbell to get through there so fast? Because he does it right. so fast. It is the fastest <laughs> movie seen. Oh man, uh, I, I suppose they could have filmed it and then fast forwarded it too, but it, it yeah. feels feels like it's paced uh, normal. Yeah, um, no, I I love this movie. Um, they're small nitpicks. Yeah, I don't like the story too much. You know, I don't connect with any character outside of Bruce, but Bruce is Bruce is worth every second of it. Right, like they did what they did wrong in the first one. They did right here. They went goofy. The effects are fun. You know, it's just it's flat out just crazy and shouldn't work, but at the same time, it's so enjoyable that it does work. Right. I will admit, this is not one of my favorite movies. Um, I do enjoy watching it, uh, and I like I said, I've watched it several times, but I don't really want to go like and watch it a whole bunch more times in my life. If somebody asks me if I know anything about Evil Dead. Then I'll sit down and I'll watch it with them because honestly, I think it's more fun to talk about than to watch. Um, I like the surreal elements of this movie, but at some points, I just wish that the plot mattered a little bit more. I think is mm-hmm. really my problem with it, but I'm not. I'm also not sure if that's it. I honestly enjoy watching Army of Darkness more, and I think the the fans like that one less. Yeah. But that being said, I'd say it's worth watching this movie. Like, it's definitely, for anything, it's worth knowing what the cult fanaticism with it is Yeah, uh, all about. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say about this movie. Yeah, I feel like uh, since I haven't watched Army of Darkness, I always forget that that's how this movie ends. Right. Um, it, it, it leads directly into the third movie. But it's so out of place that I'm just like, uh-huh. that's dumb. And since I haven't watched Army of Darkness, I always just watch it and be like, that's so fucking stupid. I'm done. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. If this movie was the only movie, it does yeah. feel like just a big joke. Yeah. At the end. Um, but 
Uh, I think Army Darkness is worth it. It's got that same laugh factor, uh, and honestly, I think the plot matters a little bit more. Um, I'll have to watch it then. We'll have to yeah. put it on our, our list to go at sometime. Sounds good. So, well, uh, yeah, all best all. of the threesome. Yeah. For me? You okay. Choosing? For me. Um, you know what? It, it's a hard... It's a. It was honestly a hard choice for me uh, between mm-hmm. Tucker and Dale versus Evil and Cabin in the Woods. Both excellent movies. Uh, it you could definitely talk about Cabin in the Woods for hours. At least you and I could. Um, yeah. But I gotta say, I think that I'm going to recommend to bring back Tucker and Dale for the next mm. for another threesome. I think uh, that movie's just so fun and heartfelt, and uh, it, you know, there's a lot of seriousness to Cabin in the Woods, which is great. Like, like I said, that movie is near perfect as you as you say it is too. Mm-hmm. But I think that Tucker and Dale just puts a spot that's uh, near and dear to my heart. I'll say that. <laughs> So yeah, All go right. watch that movie. Well, we have a first then because I'm splitting. I'm saying uh, in a perfect world, I would definitely bring back Tucker and Dale and Cabin in the Woods. Oh, definitely. But that's not the world we live in. It's not perfect. And yeah. so I'm bringing, back, <laughs> I'm bringing back Cabin in the Woods. You got to choose who you're bringing to your threesome. I'm bringing Cabin in the Woods. I, um, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I mean, I love Tucker and Dale, but there's, you know, there's – there's some like low hanging fruits that's grabbed. Like it's sure. it, they don't they don't overdo anything and no joke is bad. But yeah. there are some jokes that like, you know, after multiple repeats I'm just like, Oh, come on. Like that's yeah, not yeah. that's not my favorite part. But with Cabin in the Woods, like it took many repeats for that movie to get old on me. You know. Um it's 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 just genius that you know, I love I love a lot about it. There's so much to explore. Um, you know, there. I, I said earlier that there's not a deep analysis. You can look into this movie and see a deep analysis. You know, it's it's. There's a lot of. You know, it's like. Um, there's a lot of symbolism and you know motifs right. and everything that are tossed about that you know people have analyzed and dissected like crazy. Oh yeah, you get like, that with any piece of media though. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, there, there's things here that, like, definitely, I'm sure it was on Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard's mind when they wrote it. Right. But right. just all around, even, like, just ignoring all that, it's so much just just a fun take on the horror genre. Yes. That I feel like, again, I don't want to credit Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard, but for me, it did revamp the genre. It made it, yeah. you know, I got, I got excited about seeing horror movies again, because it's like, I've been watching a lot, and... There weren't many that were impressing me, and I see Cabin in the Woods. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll be able to see a lot more fun horror films in the theaters. And yeah, lo and behold, the last five years, there've been a lot of fun horror movies um, I've gotten to see in theaters. There were Scream movies that were coming out, and you know, there were some. I know what you did last time. Like the, the '90s and the thousands had, <clears throat> you know, some good horror movies. Right, right. You know, I I think The Ring was early thousands. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like I feel like this this was the this was the movie that made it exciting for me to see horror movies in the theater again because you know when I was in high school, 
you know, I couldn't talk my parents to go in and see horror movies with me. And, you know, high school friends didn't really want to go see horror movies with me. So I didn't really ever go to the theaters to see horror. This was the first one that I was just like excited right. to see a horror movie. Horror definitely was not my favorite genre uh, then. It's, it's still, I wouldn't say is now. But this movie, I would say, if anything did, got me hooked on watching mm-hmm. Because now I do definitely enjoy watching horror movies. If it's if it starts to look like it's gonna be a gore pornography, gore fest, uh, then I gore then fest. I turn it off. Uh, yeah. But I do I do get excited about horror movies now, and I think it's because of that movie. Uh, so I I I definitely have no argument with you picking that. Mm-hmm. I just I just vote <laughs> for Tucker and Dale. Because I think Tucker and Dale's relationship, honestly, reminds me of yeah. you, me, and our bestest buddy in the Aww. whole world, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Aww, why I Oh, shucks. I'm not backing down. Me neither. Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> that's okay. There you have it, folks. Yeah, oh, and if you, like, uh, if you like what you hear, uh, you know, please like, comment, and subscribe through whatever uh platform you're listening to yes, please. or you prefer to listen to we appreciate um we enjoy having you here with us on the couch mm-hmm. you made it cozy safe travels hey there couch potatoes the faceless leon here to tell you about our special halloween episode a horror genre smackdown we dropped this puppy the day of everything bleak and ghoulish we hope you have enjoyed our month-long revels thus far and that you're looking forward to capping it off with something special happy halloween Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. We plan to publish new episodes of this podcast every Thursday evening. If you'd like to give us a comment, please visit us at facebook.com greenandfaceless. There you'll find many links to our show and to our website. Thanks for listening.